Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, welcome to the Joy of Membership podcast. I'm Joy Dooling, your host. My guest this week is Jurgen Strauss. Jurgen is a podcaster, speaker, podcast strategist, marketing strategist, and connector of amazing humans. That's how he describes himself, a connector of amazing humans. Through his business, InnovaBiz, he partners with leaders to help them build sustainable visibility, professional credibility, and a deep connection with their dream clients. Like me, Jurgen is a big believer in nurturing relationships. He calls it making your marketing human again. And one of the things that you'll hear him describe in this conversation is a tool called an empathy map. While he does a great job visually describing the structure of the map, it's still easier to understand what he's talking about if you can actually see it. So I've put a link to that in the show notes. Feel free to pause this audio right now and grab it. But if you're driving, don't do that. (laughs) Just know that a version of what he's talking about can be found in the notes. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Jurgen as much as I did. Let's hop on in. Hello, Jurgen. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could join me today. Thanks, Joy. It's a privilege to be here on the Joy of Membership show. Why don't we start with you sharing who you are and who you help? Yeah, I'm the founder of InnovaBiz, and I'm also host of the InnovaBuzz podcast, so the two names are very close. Together with my team, we work with thought leaders, primarily in the technical and manufacturing industries, to build and grow their professional visibility credibility, and most importantly, to build a deep connection with their ideal audience and their dream clients. And we do that through human-centered marketing. We talk about making marketing more human again and podcasting like you're human. So a lot of our work is around podcasting, but also related things like video marketing, content marketing, just growing your network through social media platforms, but in a way that builds that connection, that deep connection with the ideal audience and the dream clients. Well, it is that emphasis on connectedness, which really drew me to having this conversation with you today, because for the listeners of my podcast, they are generally running membership communities, membership mm. organizations. And so connectedness is definitely something that they are trying to build and becomes very important when you're trying to grow a membership. So let's 
start with what you mean when you say making marketing human again. Well, one of the trends I saw very early on when I started my business, and I'm a very systems-oriented person, so the gap I saw in the market was that a lot of small businesses didn't have systems in place to drive their marketing. They would just haphazard about the initiatives, the marketing initiatives they were doing, so they weren't very systematic. And then on the other hand, I saw people that were taking all the modern technology and the structure that that brought with it, but were basically abdicating to that. So, you know, using automated tools, for example, email marketing, and just setting up sequences and the idea of funnels. I, you know, at, at the beginning, I thought, oh, funnels is a great way to mirror the system and the path that clients would take. So let's say, you know, people find out about your membership site and what it offers. So that's sort of the top of the funnel. And then over time, the right people will come down that funnel and ultimately become members. The problem with that is that people kind of left it to the mechanics, left it to the automation and and forgot that there were humans at both sides of that interaction and they you know, forgot about the connection that had to happen there. So I've really abandoned this whole idea of funnels. I talk much more in the terms of the journey that customers are on and and there's often more than one journey, more than one way they find out about what you have to offer, more than one way that they then make decisions along their own particular journey. And they also enter into those journeys at different places, depending on where their business is at, how much they know already about the topic that, that you deal with. And so making it human again to me, was all about bringing that human touch back in. Yes, using the systems to save time and free up time for the people to actually build those relationships. Well, I could not agree more. I always say that we don't want to use technology just for technology's sake. We really want to use it to make the you know, member's experience better or to make it easier for you to run the membership, but just to use GWiz tools because you have a GWiz tool yeah. in your backpack just isn't the best use of those tools. Yeah, there's some examples that I can cite that, that I've had personally where I get emails. So I'm a keen photographer and I have some software, some photography software, and I absolutely love the software. It's fabulous software and, and the service, whenever I have an issue with it, the customer response is excellent. So the company's fantastic. I'm a huge fan of both their product and the way they do their customer support. However, they keep sending me emails to say, so just now as we record this, it's coming up to Thanksgiving and Black Friday specials. So I'm getting all these emails, Black Friday specials, 50% off our software, buy it now, you know, in the next week. And I'm thinking, well, first of all, I, I already have the software. <laughs> Why are you sending me these sales emails? And even worse than that, of course, I look at that 50% off offer and I thought, well, I paid full price at the time because I made the decision, yes, it's worth it to me. But now they're emphasizing the fact that I could have had it for less. And that's just 
abdicating to the automation and damaging the relationship in some way, or at least risking damaging that relationship. Certainly, if I wasn't such a fan of their product and and I know that their customer service is really good, that might lead me to say, well, I'm going to look what else is around. That's such a perfect example. It really is mm. because that is just like an elemental list segmenting thing. They should yeah. know who their customers are and who their customers aren't and be able to segment their messages. That seems like that would be an easy problem to solve, but mm. you see it all the time. I totally understand what you're talking about. Speaking of tools, there was one tool that I saw that you use in your work with clients that you call an empathy map. Can you talk mm. about what that is and why you find it helpful? Yeah. Empathy map is a, a fascinating tool, as you say, and it's not my tool. It, it was first um, published, as far as I know, by Dave Gray from a company called X-Plane. So X and then Plane, P-L-A-N-E. They've got lots of different tools. It's kind of a, a map to visualize to for visual thinkers to use these things. And the idea of the empathy map is just to understand people. And I thought this is a great way to add to the this concept of ideal client. So we talk about a dream client and we do these exercises around dream client. And I always thought that the traditional avatar exercises that you find were missing something. Yes, they were good for consumer products, maybe bricks and mortar stores, where you talked about, well, what age are they? What uh, gender are they? What demographic? Where do they live? What sort of house do they have? What car do they drive? You know, annual income, all these kind of statistics and demographics that are interesting and relevant to perhaps the consumer area, but don't really go deep enough to understand who they actually are, what drives them, what values do they have, what aspirations do they have, what fears and frustrations do they have, which to me are questions that really help you understand what drives them and how you can start a conversation with them. So talking about human marketing, it's about the first thing you do is start a conversation and then you get to have another conversation if, if things work out well and if there's a match and you start to grow a relationship. And during all that time, of course, you learn more about the people. The empathy map is a tool that helps you visualize a lot of those psychographic things. And the way it works is if you imagine portrait layout document. So I like to do it on a white, big whiteboard, but just have a portrait layout and you divide that portrait area into a square at the top. And in that square, you put a big X across it. So you've now got four quadrants diagonally, four triangles. And, the, and you draw a face in the middle of that to visualize it. And the face points to the right. So the eyes are facing to that right triangle, and that's where you know you write C. So that's what they see. I'll come back to what that means in a moment. And then on the left-hand side, of course, you've got the ear, and that's the hear side. Then at the top is where the brain is, and that's the think and feel. And down the bottom, you actually, the way you draw the head, the, the bottom part, the bottom triangle has the mouth, so that's what they say and do. 
So then you do an exercise and you imagine that that's the ideal customer, the dream customer. So what does my dream customer see? What do they see in their environment? What do they see every day in their day-to-day activities? What do they see as problems that they have? What do they see as solutions that might be available? Then you think it think about it from the terms of hear. What do they hear? So what do they hear? What messages are they hearing? What do they listen to? Who influences them? You know, who who do they listen to in terms of other people that might influence them? Then you go to the think and feel, so the brain. So what are they thinking? And and there you really dig deeply. So, you know, they're thinking about the issues they have, but what are their fears and frustrations? What are their aspirations? What are their desires? And and some of this may not be articulated. So you need to really speculate a little bit. But of course, as you start to have those dialogues with people that you recognize as ideal customers, you keep adding to this this map because you're learning new things. Then in the say and do, this is what are they actually doing? What are they actually saying? What, what's their behavior? What's their actual behavior? And as you go through this exercise, and particularly it's helpful if somebody else is guiding you through it, I always find that you start to see some disconnects between the different modalities. And that's where you start to see gaps that might indicate where they need help, where they might be looking for solutions that they haven't yet articulated. And then at the bottom, you have those two, you divide that into two, that bottom bit that's left over from the portrait. You've got the square at the top. So the bottom on the left-hand side, it's the needs and wants. And on the right-hand side, it's the solutions. Now we change that a little bit in our exercise. We call the left-hand side the before state. Where are they at now? And then the the right-hand side, the after state, where do they desire to be? And then you look at that and say, what's the transformation that I can bring about? How can we take them from where they're at before? So these are pains and needs to the after, which is like gains and transformations. The thing that I love about that is that, I mean, it's very clear that this is a tool that takes you deeper into your ideal member's um, psyche situation than just, you know, you know, we serve professionals in the insurance industry. Mm. It, It really takes you in what they need and how to talk about the programming that you offer and, you know, how to make the benefits that you roll out in your membership, how to make those align with what people might not even be articulating yet that they need, but it's definitely there under the surface. That's right. Yeah. How I how I love to use this exercise and how I suggest other people use it, if you're doing it on your own, I always encourage people to draw, to draw the answers. And this is incredibly powerful. Now, I understand if you're not an artist or you're not artistically inclined. I, let me tell you that my stick figures are probably the world's worst stick figures. I think that's the one thing I could win, the world's worst stick figures. And yet I do this, I force myself to draw. The reason I do that is is it taps into different kind of parts of our own brain and, and brings out that creativity. 
But then once you've drawn all these representations of the answers, you know, what do they see as an easy one, easier one to draw perhaps than what they hear or what they're thinking and feeling. But if you can draw something that represents that, then explain the whole drawing once you've completed it, explain it to somebody else, or at the very least, record yourself talking about it, because then it starts to become a story, a story of this is my dream client. Here's what they worry about. Here's what they see in the world. This is what it means when they see these things. This is what triggers them. Here's what they're frustrated about and so on. And that building that story and that understanding really gives you a lot of information. When you articulate it in that way, it's drawing up things from your subconscious, particularly if you're working with somebody else that can then ask questions and say, hey, expand on what you just said there or explain more about this, then it's, it, it is absolute goldmine. And also the, the highlighting of, of those inconsistencies or incongruities that I, I alluded to earlier. I've done this exercise hundreds of times with people and I'm always fascinated, you know, the, when I'm facilitating it, those incongruities stick out like sore thumbs to me because I'm kind of one level removed from it. I'm just listening to them explaining and then all of a sudden, ah, there's something. And a lot of the times those realizations have led people to actually land big contracts as a result because they've just changed a little thing about their messaging or they've they've had a different conversation with people they might already be talking to and all of a sudden things change because there's this aha moment and the person they're talking to suddenly has this feeling, you really understand me. I keep smiling because you are so my kind of guy. And I can <laughs> so just picture being in a retreat with you and doing these sorts of exercises and, you know, how that would draw out the thinking. So, mm. yeah, amazing. You gave an example earlier of this photography software company that, you know, is maybe not doing the best job with their mm. member experience by sending you emails that aren't appropriate. Do you have any examples of clients you've worked with or companies that you're familiar with? You don't have to name any names, but that you've seen do a great job or make some significant improvements in this um, area? Mm. Yeah, there's quite a lot out there. And a lot of it has to do with video in my mind. Um, now, I get it. Not everybody's comfortable going on camera and going on video. And I have to say that I, it took me quite a long time to overcome my own hesitation for doing that. What I saw though, was that by going on video and sending people personalized video messages, you can stand out. People always, when I send someone a personalized video message, for example, on LinkedIn, just uh, connecting with somebody on LinkedIn and sending them together with that connection request a personalized video that says, hey, Joy, I saw your profile on LinkedIn. I see you've also got a podcast. I'd love to love to talk to you more about podcasting. Let's connect here on LinkedIn. So that stands out because most of the time on LinkedIn, people just click the connect button and you don't even know why they want to connect. Or if they do add a message, it's, it's almost templated in impersonal. There's some companies that have taken this concept and are doing fantastic jobs now. One of them, one of them that that was an early um, adopter of this philosophy was Bonjoro. So that's a, a quick video recording app that you can do on your phone, and they 
I mean, it's very meta, but basically when you sign up for the Bonjoro service, I'm not sure what it's like now because they've scaled up, but when I first signed up, I, within half an hour, I had a personalized video message from the CEO of the company, welcoming me to the platform, telling me that, you know, how, what, how wonderful the platform was and how excited they were to have me on board. And here's the things that I can do to get started. And here's the people I can contact if I needed help. So to me, that is a fantastic onboarding experience from the point of view of straight away helping me to get started and also pointing me in the direction of the people that I can talk to if I need help, but also the very personalized nature of it, just you know, the CEO personally reaching out. Now, I'm not sure the CEO still reaches out personally because I know they've expanded dramatically, but I'm sure that someone that has clout in the organization will send you a personalized email, that uh, a personalized video message. That, to me, is one really good example. Now, there's quite a number of companies that are doing that now and of course, using services like Bonjoro in, in their own business to send that personalized video out. So I think that's something that you can certainly do for membership site uh, for each member that comes in. And it, it's if you have an app like Bonjoro and there's other apps like that around, or you can just use a simple video recording app and send an email, but it really makes you stand out when, when new members get that, they get the personalized video message and once you've done about a dozen of them you remember the the logistical bits that you have to cover so here's how to get started this is the link to go to if you need help here's the help contact number or the help email and and the rest of it is you know i'm really excited to have you on board it's just a natural conversation takes you two minutes to do I love Bonjoro. in fact i had ali bridge um, from Bonjoro on the podcast mm. uh, a few months ago so Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great tool. Love it. Love it. Hmm. So if someone is intrigued by this conversation and would like to connect with you and learn more about what you do, where's the best place for us to send them? Well, they can go to my website, which is innovabiz.com.au. So I-N-N-O-V-A-B-I-Z. And on that, you'll actually see a video message from me where you can respond to that video message by your own video message or audio message or text message. So by all means, start the conversation with me. Tell, tell me that you heard me on the Joy of Membership podcast and ask me any questions that you want to follow up on. Hey, fantastic. Thanks so much, Jürgen. Appreciate having you here today. Thanks a lot, Joy. It was a great pleasure to speak with you. Hey there, Joy here, back with a few thoughts about this week's episode. I really like Jurgen's approach to humanizing marketing and remembering that what we're all here to do involves delivering customer experiences, or for most of us, delivering member experiences. When I teach experience design, we spend quite a bit of time looking at member goals, questions, and emotions that might be present at each stage in the membership journey. It's worth spending time to go deep into these things because the more clarity you can have around these, the better you're going to be at designing care points. In fact, 
it's going to feel like you've sprinkled a whole lot of magic into your member experience. Now, if you love the idea of going deep into member experience design, I'm going to be bringing back my member experience design group program in January. Yep, it's going to be all fresh and new for 2022. And I'm combining the six weeks of instructional work with six weeks of implementation support. I'll have details out about timing and logistics next week, so you'll have time to get signed up before the holidays are upon us. That brings us to a wrap on this episode. Have an awesome rest of your week, and I'll see you back here in exactly seven days. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech. joyofmembership.com slash tech. T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.